This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. A gender that is on the spectrum of man to woman or neutral? Nah, I want to identify as a rock. My name is Alex or Volpez. I use they, Z, Fox, Void pronouns and this. Stride with pride. Hello and welcome back to Stride with Pride. I hope you've had a fantastic however long it's been since you listened to the last episode. On this week's episode, we are going to do the Xenogenders episode that I talked about in the pronouns episode. We have a lot to get through and I'm very excited about it and I hope you're doing well. So, to start off with, I'm just going to do a quick definition of non-binary, um, and then we'll get to xenogenders and what they are and all the different types of them and a bunch of stuff about them. But, like, disclaimer, I don't know everything. There's lots of people and various definitions and ways of doing this. I mean, the, it's the whole point of it. We'll get into that. Um, but basically, I should not be your only source of information. I am but one source. I have done my own research, but I am only one person. So go do your own research as well to get as many perspectives as possible. But without further ado, we'll just do a quick non-binary definition. So non-binary is someone who has a gender identity that is neither completely 100% a man or completely 100% a woman, and someone whose gender doesn't align wholly 100% with their gender assigned at birth. And this is broad and encompasses a lot of different things, um, and xenogenders can fall under the non-binary umbrella, but some people see it as also a completely separate thing, um, so it's completely up to you as how you define it. So xenogenders are non-binary gender identities, or not non-binary, like separate to non-binary, but non-binary in nature, not within the binary of male and female. These are gender identities that cannot fully be described through their relation to concepts typically used to describe gender. So these are things such as male, female, woman, man, masculinity, femininity, androgyny, neutrality, or something called agenrene, I think, or agenrene. I'm not entirely sure, but this is a word associated with being agender. And so xenogenders are gender identities that can't be described or fully described with relation to these terms. And so instead, they may use other things to best describe their gender identity. Their gender identity may best be described through how they relate to things or beings or concepts that most individuals don't think of as having anything to do with gender. So this could be things such as animals or plants or things or concepts or vibes or aesthetics. And some are also affected by neurodivergencies. And we'll get into all of these subcategories as well, but as easy underscore gender puts it, we talked about him in the pronouns episode, he says that people who use xenogenders are more concerned with crafting other methods of gender categorization and hierarchy. And xenogender is mainly an umbrella term for genders with themes such as nouns, archetypes, synesthetic experiences, or neurodivergencies. 
And a lot of the time, these things are done through metaphor. So saying their gender is or is like something, whether that be a concept, an animal, a plant, a vibe, or something to do with their neurodivergency. So it's not necessarily the specific thing they're saying is their gender, but usually, I mean, they could be saying that, but usually it's the vibe of that thing captures how they feel they experience their gender. The term xenogender was coined in 2014 by Tumblr user Buffermet and originates from xeno, X-E-N-O, meaning alien, and so is used as an umbrella term for gender labels that are unusual genders. And the adjective for something pertaining to xenogenders is xenine, so as opposed to masculine or feminine, it's xenine. And the noun form of this is xenity, so masculinity or femininity, xenity. And so the opposite of this, so someone whose gender can primarily be described in terms of how it is or is not related to manhood, womanhood, masculinity, femininity, androgyny, neutrality, um, or any other number of terms that are typically used to describe gender, this can be described as anthrogender. Anthro meaning human. Um, And you can also have anthrogenders and xenogenders at the same time, um, and this is usually done by people who have multiple genders. So if you're gender fluid or um, just have more than one label to describe your gender and you just feel that all of them describe you and that they are all a part of you. Also, um, like I said in the pronouns episode, xenogenders are often used by neurodivergent people, um, but not all people who use xenogenders are neurodivergent. And some genders have associated neo-pronouns, but obviously you don't have to use those if you ID with the gender, um, and you don't have to ID with the gender that might be associated with the neo-pronouns. So for people who are a bit lost, they might be wondering, are the people who use these serious? Yeah, a lot of the time people who use these gender labels are serious. They're finding genuine ways of interacting with the world. And they are filling a lexical gap. Um, So there are currently no words that exist to explain how they feel, um, in particular in relation to their gender. So they create words, or find words that others have created, to describe how they feel. And so, as a linguistics nerd, language is descriptive, not prescriptive. And so is the dictionary. So it describes how words are used rather than tells you how to use them. So language is constantly evolving and fluid and ever-growing and changing. So, you know, why not find labels and make labels that make you feel at home and seen and to form community around? I mean, this is what the queer community has always been doing when we make new language. We find and create language to describe our experiences and to find community around them. You don't have to understand these people and how they describe their gender, um, but these people are finding happiness and vulnerability within these words, um, and it's not hurting anyone, so let them do what they do. It's not hurting anyone. I'll make a whole episode about transmedicalism and respectability politics, but basically, if you think these people make the community less respectable, um, you're creating an ideal of queerness based on the oppressor's rules, which kind of sucks. We're not responsible for our own oppression. It's society doing the oppressing, um, and we're hurt enough by oppression from society, so let's not oppress ourselves in the process. But with that out of the way, let's talk about the types of xenogenders. 
um, and some examples of them. So the first type is nouns and archetypes. So this is a subsection of xenogenders where one says that one's gender is or is like a kind of animal, an imaginary being, a part of nature, an abstract concept or a symbol. Um, So, like I said, it's usually done in a metaphorical way and not necessarily direct. However, some people do use it in a direct way. If the xenogender people are talking about is related to an animal, um, this isn't intended to be done in a spirit animal way or encroach on indigenous people's relationships with the land and the animals on it. However, some people might be liable to do that. So if you're using genders that have to do with animals, please, if you're not part of an indigenous culture that uses the spirit animal, don't do it in that way because that's encroaching on cultural beliefs and those are generally close practices. So be aware of how you're doing things culturally. However, most of the time it is not done in this way. Genders that are, um, when you're saying your gender is like or is the list of things previously mentioned, um, these are called noun genders. So genders that are based off a noun or a thing. So some examples of this are raccoon gender, a gender which someone feels an extremely strong connection to raccoons or either strongly identifying with them or simply wanting to incorporate them into their gender identity to better understand their identity. Gender root, which is a gender that relates to dirt and plant roots. It feels as if it is growing deeper into the ground. Or gender void, Gender void refers to a gender which is an absence, a blank space or a void where a gender might otherwise be. And these can all be used in combination with other genders as well. Um, A lot of people who use xenogenders might use multiple different labels because they feel that they can't fully be summed up by just one. And that's completely valid. I do that too. There's also B gender, which I thought was pretty cool, um, which is a gender that feels like a swarm of bees, a gender that's light and buzzy, like a honeybee, or has ties to repetition, repeating noises, and not being able to pinpoint gender. So you can see that there are multiple ways that people have defined it, um, and people will coin these terms and coin new terms um, and have their own definitions of things, but these can be found on the Easy Gender Wiki or on the LGBTA wiki, Um, a lot of these definitions are from that, or from various pages, Um, like on Instagram where people coin things, and there's stuff on Tumblr as well. There's a multitude of stuff. Our next category is aesthetic and synesthetic perceptions. So the main category under this category um, is aesthetogenders. This describes genders that have a similar aesthetic or are aesthetically related to a sensory experience or a vibe or a concrete aesthetic that already exists. And this can be based on symbols or ideas or things. Um, And they're typically described using things like texture, size, shape, light, sound, or other sensory characteristics. So one example of this is audio genders. So this is a sub-subcategory, and audio genders are genders that are primarily based on or influenced by sound or music. These can be inspired by these musical sounds, be influenced by them, or primarily use audio or music to best describe their gender. So an example of an audio gender is Cadence gender, in which one is gender fluid and their gender is easily influenced by the music they're listening to. There's also, under this category, choric genders, or choric genders. I think it's choric genders. So this is an aesthetic gender based off a blank core aesthetic. 
So it's a suffix um, used to create new terms for gender centered around core aesthetics. So core aesthetics are um, things that have often been created on Tumblr mostly, but I think are also used in other places. Core aesthetics are basically a bunch of pictures and um, maybe songs and um, images um, that create a vibe together. For example, a gender centered around cottagecore would be cottagecore. Um, and cottagecore is um, based around comfortable images of simple living and coziness. And so arcadecore would be based on images or feelings associated with modern and retro arcades. Um, and the gender, the correct gender associated with this would be arcadecore. And there are many, 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 many other um, different types of aesthetic genders um, and synesthetic genders as well. Um, and there are so many senses and things that these can be based off and the possibilities are endless for all of xenogenders and genders in general. There's some that are based off visual input um, and some that are based on smell um, and some that are based on a bunch of different other things. For example, there is also mutogender. So this is similar to um, uh, synesthetic gender, um, but also it's its own thing. All of these are very complex and intertwined, um, but mutogender is a subcategory of gender fluid in which one's gender changes in response to a specific situation. This can include things like your location, the time of day, or the individual someone's around. There's lots of sub-labels under this. So one example of this is aerogender. So this is a gender that changes based on the setting or atmosphere that one's in. Um, and this can refer to things like temperature, weather, time of day, time of year, elevation, or can refer to more of a metaphorical atmosphere, such as your level of comfort or emotions or who you're around. And the aero here um, just means atmosphere. And this can be used as a prefix to other genders as well. For example, aero girl flux, um, which is someone whose connection to womanhood or femaleness, the girl part, fluctuates, the flux part, based on the atmosphere around them, the aero part. Next up, we have nominal gender. So this is a gender where someone's gender is so much just them as a person that no one else can ever truly experience it. So most nominal gender people will define their gender as a mashup between other genders of a certain kind, but it's not like a multiple gender, it's just one. And even if someone else described their gender using the exact same terms, it wouldn't be the same because it wouldn't be that specific person's gender and therefore would be different. And so because gender can be based off so many life experiences and everyone is completely different and individual, we all have different experiences. And so defining your gender as just yourself also works. I mean, I kind of relate to that too. So most nominal gender people will use their name in the word. For example, if someone was called Sam, they might call themselves Sam gender or Sam nominal gender. And the last subcategory we have here is neurodiversity. So some non-binary people have neurodivergence or mental variations, so mental illness, neurological conditions, neurodivergence, any type of brain difference. And some of these people will see their brain difference as a huge influence or an inseparable part of their gender identity. And so they might identify with something called a neurogender. Um, and these are only to be used by the people with these conditions, which is not trying to gatekeep diagnosis, um, but like 
if you're not a part of a specific brain difference community, don't use that brain differences community's neurogender label. And also, this is not saying um, people who identify with neurogenders are not saying their conditions or divergence is their gender, but it's saying that their perception of their gender is so influenced by their condition or divergence that these two are inseparable. For example, autigender. This is a neurogender which can only be understood in the context of being autistic or when one's autism greatly affects one's gender and how one experiences gender. So the gender is not autism, but describes the experience of having a gender that's so heavily influenced by being autistic that one's autistic identity and one's experience of gender can't be unlinked. Also, there's like a huge connection between autism and queerness and non-binary stuff and gender in general. Um, And this is often to do with not understanding or seeing the value and social norms of the traditional view of gender. Um, And that's neat. I think that's great. And has also been studied quite a bit. So that's all the main subcategories um, of xenogenders. However, there are so many more sub-subcategories and new words being created every day. And you can obviously coin your own. Um, So there's something for everyone. And if there isn't, then you can just make some. Because that's neat. And that's how language can evolve. And I think, you know, exploration of all these different kinds of things is really wonderful and magical. It's a magical part of humanity, how diverse we are. And I think it's so cool. Also, Xenogender Visibility Day was first celebrated on the 15th of May 2021. So just last year. So look forward to that this year as well. It's really cool. (laughs) So if you don't know, I also use Xenogenders now, which I think is swag and cool of me. So I thought I'd talk about it to give you a bit of a first-hand experience as to what it is like. So I started using neo-pronouns because I was like, eh, why not? Gender is an art and pronouns are my medium. And I really liked it. Um, And so I started looking more into the wider gender community. Um, And I haven't talked about this before, but I made an Alex flag. So just a flag that represents me and all the parts of my queer identity. Because I saw this like make your own flag thing with a bunch of prompts and like do this color if you have this part of the queer identity. But the one I ended up making with those colors was really ugly. So I decided to make one that actually means stuff to me and like all the colors and stuff. And I made one that looks really cool and also looks like a Pokeball, Um, (laughs) which wasn't intentional, but it's a fun feature. But I was going to put a purple for my gender because of the non-binary flag and also like I really like purple as a color. But I ended up not really doing that or caring about the gender part of it Um, because that's just how I was feeling about my gender at the time. And I started thinking about that and I was like, "Mm, my gender just feels like me, but it feels like, like like an actual gender. And I'd seen void pronouns a while ago and I was like, oh, I like those. Um, <laughs> but there's an account on Instagram called lgbta.and.beyond um, and they post a bunch of like, this is all the flags and identities and pronouns and names that this person identifies with. Because it's just like a, a fun little thing. Um, and I figured they would know some stuff about gender identities. So I messaged them and I was like, do you, do you know a word for that sort of describes this. Um, and so I, I said, um, I describe my gender as I have a gender, but the gender is just that person. Like my gender is me, but it also feels like a void, but not a black void, like a white one. So it's not lack of gender, 
but it's full of gender, but the gender is me. Um, <laughs> and um, they said the, the closest one they could think of was Benevoid. Um, so B-E-N-E, Void. And this, I looked it up, and it is a gender that reads as a contradiction. It's a gender that's definitely there, though it is only on the forefront of the mind if pushed there. But it consists of the void. It's more than neutral. It's nothing. And it's a purposeful gender of nothing. So this was coined in November 2017 by Tumblr user Genderlist. And the flag was designed um, by Fandom, um, which is like a website, user Reign of the Breadsticks, but sticks spelt with two C's, like thick. Um, <laughs> and this was made in April 2021. Um, and it's sort of like the rectangle, but there's a bunch of rectangles in it, but it's black on the outside and then blue and then white in the middle. Um, and the structure of this flag represents a void that is void-like, but is not in and of itself empty. The blue represents purpose and deep goodness, representing a void, encompassing positive purpose while still maintaining itself as a void. Which I felt perfectly summed up my experience, because, you know, it's only in the forefront of my mind if it comes up. I don't think about it that much. But if I think about it, it's because someone else has, like, mentioned a gender or a pronoun related to me, and I'm like, hmm, sure is, or sure isn't, um, depending on the pronoun. Um... <laughs> And I was like, hell yeah, this, this sounds really cool. Um, so I started enjoying the usage of that. But also recently I've been like, I've had a really big hyperfixation on um, foxes. And so um, I also use fox pronouns. Um, and so I started considering using fox gender or vulpus gender, um, which is really cool. Um, and like the gender, like how it's described on the wiki, it's like, that a xenogender that connects with foxes or traits ascribed to foxes, so mischievousness, activeness, or playfulness, um, but can be associated with connection to nature. Um, however, might also be um, because of connection to perceived past lives, culture, spirituality, or another reason. Um, but for me, it's mainly just because I like foxes a lot. Foxes are cool, and I'm just like thinking of myself as a fox is really cool. It's not like saying I am a fox. It's just like I like foxes a lot and, you know, why not have that as a gender? I think it's neat. Gender is an art and gender labels are my medium as well as pronouns. So, yeah, you know, it's fun. I do it because it's fun. It helps me describe my gender, but also like the main label I would use is Benavoid, but also like I do use non-binary as well. Um, But like I like using these labels because I feel like non-binary defines what I am not. It defines me in opposition to the binary. But for me, that still has connections to the binary. And also it's like saying, I'm not that, which is fine. But it's like, it leaves out the what I am, which is not the case for everyone, but that's just how I'm viewing it in my head for me. And so using these labels helps define instead what I am. Um, and so... A purposeful void that is full of gender, but the gender's me. Yeah. And also just fox gender, because it's cool. <laughs> I think it's neat. But yeah, I it's a good time. I enjoy it. I do it for fun, um, and because it feels right. And I, I think it's really cool. And, you know, I hope you found it interesting to learn about all of these things. I certainly did, and I love learning more and, you know, finding new genders and things like that. I, I think it's neat. I think it's cool. And there is so much more to learn about things because 
there's a gender for everyone. There's multiple genders for everyone. And it's cool to learn about them. So I hope you enjoyed it as well. For this week's Creator Spotlight, I am going to spotlight a couple creators, um, but two of them I've already mentioned, so that's easy underscore gender on Instagram. He creates so many wonderful resources um, around a bunch of things, but specifically around neopronouns and xenogenders as well. There's so much information about that, so I really recommend him if you want to learn more. has some really informative stuff. And LGBTA and beyond, with dots between the two words, is really cool too. Um, so if you want to have a little collage of all the flags you use, check them out as well, and they can also maybe let you in on some labels that you didn't know existed. Um, oh, and easy underscore gender um, also coins um, terms as well and has the easy gender wiki as well. Um, and so they so many resources. They coin stuff as well. So, you know, it's good stuff. But the other one I wanted to spotlight is Xenogender Collector, all one word, on Instagram. This creator creates and coins a bunch of different terms or, you know, posts a bunch of different ones. Cola hasn't always created them herself. Sometimes they're found in different places and coined by different people, but Soda, like, collects them, you know, Xenogender Collector, um, and presents them in, like, little themed, um, and you can request genders, um, and they'll be posted in, like, themed posts, so genders that are related to the specific thing um, will be posted, and there's about five um, per post usually, um, but, you know, it varies as well, and there's so many different ones there. Like, I got raccoon gender from this, um, and that's really cool. Android also has um, neopronouns and stuff on here as well. Um, So there's just so much wonderful content on there. So if you're searching for a gender, that's a good place to start. There's so many. Um, And something for everyone. And, yeah, there's, there's so many wonderful different things, and I highly recommend that you check them out, just for funsies even, even if you don't think you'll vibe with it. Um, because it's neat. I think it's rad, and it's cool to learn about. Absolutely valid. I think it's neat, and I hope you do too. But, with all that, we've reached the end of our episode this week. Um, oh boy, this is 35 minutes as I'm recording this. Um, this will be fun to edit. Um, I plan to have a song in here, but I don't think I'll have enough time for that, which is really sad, because it's a really, really cool song. I like it a lot. Maybe I'll, like, make an episode that's just Xenogender-themed songs. I might just. But, anyway, I hope you have a wonderful day, afternoon, or evening, whenever you are listening to this. And remember that you are so valid, however you identify. And, like, if you think of your gender as an art, power to you. I respect that. And, like, you're completely valid in identifying however you want. I think it's rad. And very cool. (laughs) <laughs> I just did the rock on hands. Drink some water, get a snack, and you are loved. You are so loved and valued and valid in who you are. Don't forget to spread your joy, and I will see you all next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.